even downright buddy, buddy, buddy. Wish I missed the past, buddy, buddy, but there's still buddy cast. No, don't be naughty, go meet everybody here on buddy cast. Hiya, buddies. It's time for another episode of your favorite show, Buddy Cast. First things first, let's address the elephant in the room. I'm having a bad hair day. Yes, I know. I understand. Trust me. I was battling it out the whole thing. And, you know, you know, Jonas, have you ever seen Christmas Vacation? I have. Oh, yes, I have seen Christmas with, with Chevy Chase. Yes. Remember the I, scene where, it go, where he's talking about why he's not going down on the sled where, you know, if uh, this side of his head gets dented, nothing. But if uh, this side gets dented, then well, his hair just, just ain't going to look right. One of those days, you know. So okay. we, we all have those from time to time. Yes. Thank you for understanding. For all of my buddies out there, this is my new buddy, Jonas Kane. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you doing, buddy? I am doing fantastic, and I'm happy to have you on the show. I've heard a lot of great things about you, and I'm very excited to learn more about you. So I'm excited to be here and, and share whatever I can to uh, yeah. help bring a little more positivity into the world. Yes. For those who don't know, Jonas is a fantastic magician. He is Mr. Hashtag Positivity and just all around a good guy. Let's start out with that question. How did you come up with Hashtag um, Positivity? Well, this is interesting because I didn't come up with Hashtag Positivity. A buddy of mine did, which, which in keeping with the theme, you know, we get by with a little help from our friends, don't we? Yes, we do. I started this journey of what would eventually become hashtag positivity back in, it was really 2010 was when I really started this journey. And around 2015, a buddy of mine, Jason Dimitropoulos, he started hashtag positivity as a way to just to spread positivity in the community. He would print up shirts and hats and hoodies with the logo and he would uh, donate proceeds to local charities and things that mattered in the community. And around that time, I started working with him doing, uh, at that time I was doing like positivity themed magic shows, helping people live more, more positive lives. So we would go into schools and I would do a positivity themed magic show he would pass out the shirts and it was a lot of fun. And after a while, after a couple of years of this, he not so much lost steam for, it's just that he's an ideas guy. He He's constantly, and he's very creative. Oh my goodness, he's one of the most creative people I've ever met. And he was onto other projects, but he didn't want to see this one die. So he approached me one day and he said, hey, you want to buy me out? <laughs> and I said, well, <clears throat> Okay. And so, so that's, so it started as two separate things, but it was uh, oh, about a year and a half ago, we merged together and I haven't looked back since. Nice. Nice. Now you mentioned something earlier, you use positivity in your magic. Tell me first, how did you get into magic? Excellent question. As, as children, a lot of children will dabble in magic at some point in their lives. In fact, the, the people listening in right now, they probably have, maybe, maybe when they were a kid, have a magic kit that they used. And usually around the teenage years, the children stop doing that in pursuit of other things. Uh, but I just never stopped. So it was something I was passionate about. And I just kept going. It was my first part-time job in high school. 
And uh, I did it full time for a number of years before venturing off and trying other things and then coming back to it as a way to communicate positivity principles and practices to help people live positive lives. Nice. Nice. Now, how do you strive to incorporate positivity in your magic, like you mentioned? Yeah, so it's interesting. I tried in in the beginning in 2010 when I when I first started uh, passionately on this path of, of of helping people. I tried to take the magic out of it. I because I thought the the magic would be a distraction. But what I figured out real quick is that taking out the magic made it less authentic because magic is so much a part of it's not it's not who i am but it's a major part of who i am it's part of my authenticity it's part of my my skills and talents and my history so uh what i ended up doing after after my my first trial run of doing these presentations is i said well this isn't working the way i had thought <laughs> so i went back to the drawing board and realized well if i just make a few tweaks add a few magic tricks here and there that can illustrate these points and that's a key point is the magic these presentations aren't about them about the, the the magic but the what the magic does is it illustrates these points and it pulls people in it's what i call the the, the fascination element when we, we we become fascinated it, it pulls us in it engages us it makes the the material relevant and we're excited to learn more nice Nice. Now you told me something earlier that really hit a note on me, really inspired me. You said when I, you know, when I said, thank you for coming on the show, you told me, Hey, you have this certain rule. Tell our audience what that rule is. Yeah. So the rule is if, if there's a buddy in need, if, if a buddy is, is asking for, for help and I'm fully empowered to help, why not? You know, I, I, I very consciously, personally strive to look for ways that I can help out my my friends. And when a friend is literally knocking at the door saying, hey, this is how you could help me. I think to myself, wow, you've just made my job easy. I know what I can do to help my friends today. Nice. I love it. I love that world. That's what this world needs today. You know, that's what this world needs. Speaking, speaking of helping others, I'm going to jump to this question real quick. I always ask this to all my buddies who come on the show. They're not guests. They're buddies. Yes, I love yeah, buddy. Yes. So, you know, a way that buddies help each other is through charity. Through, mm -hmm. um, you know, you're helping me with some charity this upcoming week through helping our good, but helping a good buddy of ours. So I want to ask if there's a charity out there that you could have our audience donate to, what would it be and why? Well, this is a an easy and a tough question because mm -hmm. I already, already know what I'm going to say, but mm -hmm. there's two. There's two charities. Yeah that I actively on a regular basis help with. And one of them I've been associated with for two decades. It's the, the, the Massachusetts Boys and Girls State Foundation. It's mm -hmm. a program run by the American Legion and the American Legion Auxiliary. And it's a program where juniors in high school come from all over the state of Massachusetts. There's other programs in, in other states who do uh, similar things, but the, the one I'm, I, I'm associated with is in Massachusetts, and they come from all over the state for one week every June to learn. It's they say it's to learn about state and local government, but that's just that's just the stated thing. What it really is, it's a leadership camp. It's a personal growth camp. It's about learning about 
who you are in, in learning to work with, with, with others. And for a lot of students, it's their first time away from home and away from their parents. So they're dealing with those sort of emotions as well. Their first time meeting people from other parts of the, of, of the state. Uh, and they participate in sport activities, music activities, uh, uh, dignitaries from all over the, the, the state and really all over the, the country come and speak with, with them. It's such a valuable experience for, for them. And I'm, I've been involved with this since I was a student in the program back in 2000. I've been back every year since as a volunteer counselor, volunteering a week of my of my year every year to to make sure that this program continues. So so this is a charity that not only do I volunteer my time for, but also my money to. So uh, highly recommend checking out Massachusetts Boys and Girls State Foundation. However, there is another charity that I'm intimately involved with that I've been involved with since 2018. It's called Climb for Hope. Ooh, what they Tell do me about that? What they do is they climb mountains as a way to raise money for immunotherapy research, and it's a specific researchers at Johns Hopkins University. Now, at the time, I never heard of immunotherapy. I was like, I was like, what the heck is that? In fact, it was my buddy Jason who got me involved in this because he was doing a traverse of the Grand Canyon with them. So instead of climbing a mountain, this was a, a traverse. And I was like, well, I would like to do that. Tell me more about, you know, this organization and why you're you're doing it. What, the, what, what, what immunotherapy does, it's an alternative to chemotherapy. It helps people with, with MS and certain types of cancer. And in 2014, my father died uh, from complications with his uh, cancer treatments. I've had, I have several family and friends who are battling MS. So it was a no brainer. I was like, well, well sign me up. Little did I know what I was getting my, myself into. Nick, have you ever traversed the Grand Canyon? I have not. And anyone listening, have you ever traversed it twice <laughs> in the span of two days? I went from one side of the Canyon to the other and then back again over a span of two days, I didn't know what I was getting myself into, Nick, because we weren't even halfway through on the first day. And I stopped, I, I, I told the group, I was like, hold up, hold up. I need to, I need to sit on this rock for a moment. <laughs> I told them, I gotta be honest with you. I'm at 0% right now. <laughs> But then I remembered the research that I had just read recently, and I'll have to paraphrase, but it's essentially there was this research done of athletes and they showed that the, these researchers asked them to go to just do this physical activity as long as they could until they couldn't do it anymore, until they were at 0%. So they did, they went, to, they went as far as they could and they couldn't do it anymore. And then the researchers said, okay, now do it again. And Nick, you know what? They did. They thought they were at 0%, but what the researchers found is that that's really only about, I think it was 70% of what they're capable of. Was it 70% or, or, or was it 30%? I might be confusing the, uh, the stats. But what I learned from this was when you think you have given it at all, you haven't. So here I am sitting on this rock telling them I'm at 0%, but also stating 
that I know I can give more because of what I've learned. Uh, so I said, I don't, know, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. And I did. I made it to the other side. And then the, the one of the hardest things in my life was going back into the canyon the next day because this time I knew what I was getting myself into. <laughs> I know what I have to do, but I don't want to. Exactly. And yet I kind of did want to because that's what the beauty about Climb for Hope, what I absolutely love about them, climbforhope.org, check them out, is that people don't volunteer for cancer. They don't volunteer for MS. Uh, our loved ones don't volunteer for these things. So, so we step up and volunteer to endure these physically challenging experiences. And uh, so that, you know, with the hope that it'll alleviate the suffering in our world. So that's, that's why I, I go with them. I've done two trips with them, Grand Canyon. And then last year I did Mount Adams uh, in Washington state, this 12,000 foot mountain. I was able to summit on my, on my uh, on the anniversary of my father's death, it was so it was so, such a moving experience. I was supposed to do Rainier last year, but the pandemic closed that down. So I'm doing Pico de Orizaba with them uh, in Mexico uh, in March, hopefully, so long as the pandemic cooperates. Nice, nice. Now I want to ask you from let's go to being a magician. Let's go into some of you. Do you have a like story of like someone you did a magic trick for and they just left you inspired afterwards by their reaction or like give one of those like positive feel good stories from your from your act? You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So I I I'm thinking of a, a handful of experiences. I think probably one of my the one that really sticks out the most is I used to work at a restaurant. As mm -hmm. a magician, every Thursday night, I would go in during the uh, rush hour to entertain them as they're waiting for their food to arrive to keep them happy. So they're not wondering, where's my food? <laughs> so so really, as as a magician in a restaurant, you're really hired as distraction, not as an entertainer. Uh, so I was I did that for for many years. And one day uh, I went in. And I was performing for this group. And then this other group was sort of eyeing me. And I, in, you know, if they're looking over at me, pointing and looking, I could tell, okay, they want to see some magic next. So after I finished performing for this group, I went over to that group. And before I even started, they said, Jonas, I, I just want to stop you here because we have to tell you this story. And, and they shared with me their story. And I'll, I'll paraphrase. Uh, they had been in maybe a, a year earlier to that same restaurant and they saw me perform, uh, but they were coming from a funeral mm. and they weren't in any mood to laugh and smile at all and experience wonder, you know, they, they were coming from a place of, of deep pain. And yet for just that probably five minute interaction with them that day, they were able to even in the midst of their pain and sorrow, they were able to smile. They're, they were able to experience a little sunshine, a little break from their grief. Yes. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Yes. And you know what? That leads me to another question that I'm dying to ask you because you are Mr. Positivity himself. <laughs> you know, 
you know, we we live in a world where today we're overrun by a pandemic, by politics, where, you know, you walk up to someone and say, hey, nice jacket or something, and you're instantly retreated with a profanity or a, uh, you know, some type of slur, something. Like, you just mm. you do something that simple and you're just, you get backlash. How can we spread more positivity into this world, in your opinion? This is such an important thing to to consider because you're absolutely right. Um, even the even the most kindest of gestures can be met with a grimace or mm -hmm. a slander or a dismissal, uh, because people, for so many reasons, people are in a hurry. People forget that other people are struggling too. We all have bad days, of course. Even even Mr. Positivity, <laughs> I, have, I have my bad day, days as well. But what I really strive to do for myself is just because I'm having a bad day, it doesn't mean I need to suppress the fact that I'm having a bad day. But but what but what it does mean, there's a lot of self-care involved with that for, for each individual. But what I strive to do is not pass on that bad day to others. I A story that's instantly coming to mind actually isn't my own story, but it's a story that happened to a very good friend of mine. This was years ago before we even met him. Uh, he was going, he had, he was, he was having a bad day. He was having a really a bad year and he decided it would be better if he wasn't around anymore. So he decided that he was going to kill himself and he made a plan and he set it into action. Uh, but there were, there was just a few things he had to, he had to tidy up first. Uh, and, and one of the things he needed, he wanted, he needed to finish one last assignment. He had to make copies. So he was at this like business complex, standing in line behind this woman waiting to make copies. And meanwhile, he's thinking, I have an appointment to get to. And uh, and we, we've all been there at some point in our lives in some version of that. We were just at the end of our rope. And that day, that was the end of his rope. But this woman was... <sighs> She couldn't get the machine to work. She was she was banging it. She was like unplugging it. She was she, she was praying. She was trying to get this thing to 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 work. And my friend, and meanwhile, is is being very patient. But he realizes, well, I think I should help her out. So so he did. He he stepped in, was able to get the machine to do what it needed to do. Made the copies for her. And when we're frustrated, like this woman, when we're frustrated, how easy is it? to dismiss even the people who are kind to us, to maybe to pass on that frustration to, to others. Maybe say, well, why didn't you step in sooner to help me out? Or, or, ju or, or just complain about the incompetence of the, of the, of, of, of these, of these uh, tools. Like I was this, I was this close from getting it to work, but of course it works for you or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Or, or, or you know, in, another common thing is be like, oh, I could do it myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh my goodness. But instead of doing any of these things, she instead stopped and she looked at him with a smile and she said, I'm so happy you're here. Simple words, kind words that cost nothing to give, but have the power to literally save someone's life. My friend said that after that, I'm getting goosebumps just, just thinking about it now. He said, you know, th that that was just enough to to keep him from doing what he was about to do. We we never know what people are going through. Everyone is fighting some kind of a battle. 
choosing kindness, even when we're frustrated, can go truly go a long way. I just typing out a little message to my buddies, but that was powerful to all my buddies. Jonas is right. Yeah. I'm happy you are here. If there's anyone out there who needs that message, please know everyone is a buddy to me. Everyone mm. is. You're not just, you're not, when I say buddy, I don't take buddy as in like, hey, buddy, how's it going? Or, you know, like, I don't take buddy. I take buddy as the step up from friends, you know, mm. like a brother. Like what you would consider a brother, you know, like you have your friends and then you have your brothers. Yeah. And so, I like yes. So how else do you think we can use our gifts? Like, do you have magic, you know, me with this show? Um, just anyone out there who has something unique about them, some talent of theirs. How do you think we can use those to spread positivity to others? That, that's a great question because we all have our unique talents. We all have something that we do better than most people with little to no effort. And it very well might be the very things that we brush off because it's so, so easy to us. We think, well, it doesn't, you know, you know, this, this is insignificant because I, it, it's so easy to me, but what's easy to us might not be easy for someone else. And it might be the most impressive thing someone can see. So that, that's how I was talking about earlier about authenticity, about how I had tried to take the magic out of my presentations, but once I brought it back in, that's what enabled me to really engage with people in a meaningful way. So I recommend whatever you're passionate about, but also whatever you're 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 naturally talented in, and it's something you actually enjoy doing. That's that's an important part. <laughs> Otherwise, it'll feel more, more like a chore. But find a way to bridge those two things, what you're passionate about, what you think about when other people, you know, even when you should be thinking about other things, what, you know, what do you think about and what do you do better than most people with little to no effort and find a way to bridge those two things. And for me, it's magic and it's positive psychology, the philosophy of of happiness, the the idea of, of bringing all of the research from how to live a more positive life to overcome challenges and translating that in a way so that people can really practice it in their everyday lives. So so that's that's mine. For you, Nick, comedy, you're hilarious. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And you do it and, and, and you use it as a platform, as, as a medium to uh, to bring more joy into people's lives, to to help help meaningful causes. I I love that you're always helping people out. So Thank so you, you so you're of course already doing this, and I'm doing it in my own way. But everyone has their own unique something. Yes. Find your unique something, and 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 just start experimenting. Just put it out there. Yes, I love that. You know, everyone does have a gift about. It. Everyone does have something that makes them unique, and that's why I love talking about people about on this show. You know. Everyone is different. Everyone has a talent, some sort, whether it's what you do as a job, whether you, whether it's, you know, as a magician, a comedian, whether it's just, hey, I got this really awesome story that happened to me the other day. Go ahead, play us a little tune. Go ahead, play us a little tune, please. You want, okay. So yeah. I, uh, I started off, you know, as a kid doing magic, but also playing music. And I, I've been a saxophonist uh, for like 30 years, but uh, I recently lost passion for the saxophone and found passion in the ukulele. I've only just started to learn, 
but I do have a song I'd like to play for you. Yes, 100%. Can you hear this okay? Yes. I could navigate the ocean on a homemade boat. Fly across the desert on a 10 pound note. I could do almost anything if everywhere I go, I could take your love with me. I could tame the wildest animals with just one stare. I'd even take my chances with a polar bear. I could do almost anything if everywhere I go, I could take your love with me. And so you made me a promise that you'll always be around. And you'll stay true and honest Because I need you in my pocket In my heart and in my head So I had to find a way to take you everywhere I went And so you bought a ukulele With a message inside That I should keep it with me Never leave it behind And everywhere I play it I can keep you in mind and take your love with me and take your love with me and take your love with me. that was incredible thank you nick thank you <laughs> who's that say oh someone used to play the trumpet was that jessica i saw yes sir jessica's actually my lady so Oh, oh my good. By the way, by the way, I, yeah. I've been so inspired by the by the love that you two share. I love seeing your posts about each other. And really, as I was learning this song, that song I just played for you, I was I was I I it's it could be a song about you know deeply romantic love, but it can also be a song about about friendship about friendship about about buddies about bringing the love that we share share between all of humanity and, and bringing it with us wherever we go we can be we can be brave we can do anything so long as we're armored with that love that we share yes so it's a meaningful song for for, for me there I, I have a picture hanging on my wall as my my everyday muse of a very close friend of mine uh, who passed away in, in in 2007? We had just gotten engaged to be married, and then a week later, she was gone. And uh, I struggled for for a long time to be okay to come to terms with that. And w when I stumbled upon this song just just recently, I realized that is my opus for everything that I'm doing with magic with positivity, with helping people. It's a way for me to take the love that we share and, and share it with others. Yes. You know, one thing I love about you, man, you are someone like the guy that we are doing buddy aid for, who life knocks you down. It's, you know, Rocky. Life knocks you down. Life oh. throws everything at you. You get up, you brush yourself off and go, I didn't hear no bell. Well, come on, let's go. One thing. So, I like what you just said there. I didn't hear no bell. Exactly. Have you have you ever seen the uh, the Rocky series? 
I like, have, yeah. Like on Rocky, remember on Rocky Five? Hey, there no belt. I don't Get remember that line, but it's striking me now. Oh my goodness, I love that. Yes, that's actually one of my favorite speeches because, you know, the one guy I role model this show off of is my grandfather. That's how I got the name Buddy. Who, anytime I walked into the house, hey, buddy, how's it going? Anytime, like, he was, let's say he was having breakfast with his friends and I walked into the restaurant. Hey, get over here, buddy. Guys, come here. I want you to meet my buddy. That's beautiful. He was actually a fighter, too. He battled lung cancer for over 10 years, lived on a long and a half. And even through an ICU scare, even through, you know, some of life's deepest challenges where he was through hospital visit after hospital visit. He showed me the true meaning of, I didn't hear no bell. Like the speech in Rocky Five when he has that flashback of him and his trainer at the gym. And um, his trainer's giving him all that encouragement saying, you know, like, hey, I didn't hear no bell. Time. And then he goes like, I memorized the speech. He goes like, you know, come here, Rock. That Apollo won't know what hit him. It's going to, he's going to, you're going to roll over him like a bulldozer, an Italian bulldozer. And he goes, you know, kid. I want to tell you something about this fight that's coming up because I was young once too. And boy, if I tell you something like what you said earlier, if you weren't around, gee, I don't know if I'd be here today. The fact that you are here and doing as well as you're doing gives me, and I love this word, what do you call it? Motivation? Huh? To stay alive? Because I think people die sometimes when they don't want to live no more. And nature is smarter than people think because little by little, we lose everything. We keep losing our friends. We keep losing and losing until we go, you know, what What have I got to do around here? I got no reason to go on. But we do, kid. Boy, I've got a reason to go on. And I'm going to stay alive. And I will watch you make good. And I'll never leave you. Because when that happens, you'll know how to fight. You'll be able to take care of yourself outside the ring, too. Is that okay? But give me one second here, buddy. Got a little diff for you. Little gift for all my buddies out there. You go see. You go see. This here's my favorite thing on this earth. And Rocky Marciano gave me this. You know what it was? It's cufflink. And he says he gives it to Rocky. And he's like, I'm gonna give it to you because it, it's got to be like a like an angel on your shoulder. You see. And if you ever get hurt, you ever feel you're going down, this little angel is gonna whisper. It's gonna say. Get up, you! You know what? Because Mickey loves you. That's why I wear this all the time. You mm-hmm. know, it's like a little pen, kind of like what your tie is. You know, the hashtag positivity. Like it's that little reminder that whenever you get hurt, you feel you're going down. That little angel is still on your shoulder, whispering to you, "Get up," because I didn't hear no bell. So, but let me ask you: speaking of role models, who are some of your role models in life? Today you are Nick. Aw, thank you. I loved everything you just you just shared with us. That that really hit it hit me. Thank you. Thank you. Role models are everywhere. Uh, yes. We 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 can learn from everyone. I like to think that we're all teachers. And uh, even 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 negative role models are still role models because they're showing us what we shouldn't do or, or what we don't yeah. want. Um, so uh, some of the role models that, that come to mind for me, you know, I'm thinking, uh, specifically within the magic world, I guess I could start there. Uh, David Copperfield got me started, you know, as, as a kid 
growing up, I, I, I had a severe stutter. I was incredibly shy. I couldn't, even if I wanted to communicate, I couldn't, but I didn't want to communicate because I was so shy. Uh, but seeing someone do what you're not supposed to be able to do, this grown adult doing what you're not supposed to physically be able to do, that was very alluring to me. So that got me started in, in magic on that path. Lance Burton, watching his performances, uh, from the Monte Carlo Hotel, uh, I, I I watched this one particular magic special of his over and over and over again. Uh, so, so that 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 helped form my approach to magic. I also think about people like Eugene Berger in their in their philosophy, uh, uh, in in their theory of performing. I, I think of Mac King. He's if I had to choose one magician who's my favorite he's my favorite he's just hilarious and he's built this lifestyle that he's able to do what what he does serve the people that that he does and he's able to be home every day with his family because that's something important to to him so it's not just you know it's not just what they do but it's also who they are uh so that's just from the magic world uh you know uh i, I think to frame this question a little differently a, a friend of mine andy lightning I have I have his mug here, Andy Lightning. Let me nice. frame. Yep, uh, Andy Lightning is he's a rock star, but he's also a, a a good buddy of mine. And he wrote this song. I forget what the song is called, but I remember the spirit of the song. It's this idea that he had a dream once where he met his role model, uh, and and then he wrote a song about it. And as I was listening to this song, I was thinking about who my role model was, and you know who it was? Who was it? It was me, but an older version of me, the me further down the road, the me who I'm aspiring to be. And I imagined having a dream where I met myself, the one that I'm aspiring to be. And, you know, you're passing advice along to myself, asking myself questions and, when the song ended, I thought, well, well, isn't that profound? My role model is the per is is me, but it's the it's that's the part of me that I'm trying to that I'm working on, that I, I'm striving to bring out. It's the qualities that I see that I admire in others, but I also see reflected in my own heart that I can bring out into the world. So that's that's my role model. Me, but further down the road. <laughs> I love that. That's what the world needs to be your own role model mm. to model yourself. Like who do I want to be? Who do I want to meet in five years down the road and say, that's who I want to be. You know, not just like these movie actors or these like, you know, sports role models. Like anyone can be a QB. Anyone can be, you know, a movie. Sure. It takes a lot of time practice, all that stuff, but, you know, anyone can be a good quarterback if they put their heart and soul into it. But it takes someone, it takes a special someone to be that good character, to be that, not only that QB, but the QB who willingly goes to the children's hospital after every game and spends time with the kid, you know? Not just because it's for the publicity, but because it's for who they are. Uh, and Nick, I... You had asked me uh, before the, this interview if I'd be willing to share a little magic, and I have a magic trick that can illustrate this beautifully. May, yes. I, may I share yeah. this? Absolutely. The stage uh, is yours, my friend. 
because one of the most common questions that, that people ask is, is we, we focus so much attention on what we do that we oftentimes forget to ask the even more important question of, of who we are on the inside. And this is natural considering everything we've done up until this moment. What's one of the first questions on our parents' mind and on our teachers' mind, especially when we're teenagers? It's, what are you gonna do with your life? <laughs> and then as adults, what's one of the first things we ask someone who we just met? Well, what do you do? Of course, this is what we're going to think about when we're constantly being asked these questions. However, when we focus too much attention on what we do on the outside, without considering who we are on the inside, we're going to run into problems every time because what we do should really be informed by who we are. And when we do this, when we ask these sort of questions of character of who we are, then regardless of what we're doing, we'll always allow our true inner selves to shine so we can have an authentic, purpose-driven life. The question becomes, what can you do? How are you bringing your true inner self out so what you do will dance in harmony with who you are? And thank you for letting me share this with you, with you and, and your listeners now. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. That was awesome. This is something I, I think about constantly. It's, it's about regardless of what we do on the outside, how can we bring our true inner selves out? E even if we're not necessarily doing what we want to do. You know, I, I think often about the people during the pandemic who, you know, they're losing their, their jobs. They're no longer able to do what they do because th through no fault of their own. And they're really losing their sense of identity, a lot of these, these folks, because they've been focused so much on what they do that they forget who they are. Yes. Regardless of what we're doing, how can we bring our inner selves out regardless, regardless of what we do? 100%, my friend. 100%. Now I'm going to ask you two questions I always ask on this show. The first one, in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? Two things come to mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. The golden rule. One of my uh, favorite stories is the story of the Good Samaritan, you know, who uh, this person was beaten and robbed and left for dead on the side of the road. And these two, you know, very high society hoity-toity folks walked right by because this person was, because uh, they couldn't be bothered. And yet the Good Samaritan, who's considered a, 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 a in the story, is considered a lower in society was the one who actually stopped to help. And the question is, who was the neighbor? Who was the buddy in this story? Who was the buddy, Nick? The Good Samaritan. The Good Samaritan, the one who showed mercy, the one who showed kindness and compassion, who, who sees the suffering of others as their own suffering. Uh, another thing that comes to mind, I showed you one, one earlier, the Andy Lightning mug. Mm -hmm. I also have a, Faust mug. Oh, my good buddy. I have, you know, Trent. He has yes. his own mug. Trent is actually going to be the co-host for Buddy Aid. 
I heard. I'm so excited. I had the opportunity to work with Trent on a project last year, helping another buddy of ours, and he is he is hilarious. I he I love him. Have you ever heard his? Uh, have you ever met Dr. Albert Ross? <laughs> I I have met Dr. Well, I haven't met, but I've seen Dr. Yeah. Albert Ross. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Hilarious. And, yes, and Trent was perfect for. The, Trent was actually the one who notified me about our cause. He sent a group message out and I was originally planning to do a buddy eight. I'm thinking like, Hey, you know, November, what can we do? Cause last month we did it for little people of America. Cause that's my, you know, I'm a little person. I and, watched it, That was fantastic. Thank you. And I'm like, okay, maybe we can make this into a monthly routine, you know? And I'm thinking, what can we do for November? Maybe like a, a soup kitchen or maybe like uh, some, you know, Something to do with like feeding people. And then Trent sent me that that situation happened that, you know, the situation, you've heard the situation. Our good friend Tommy was walking his dog and got hit by a car. And I'm like, okay, new cause. Like it automatically came to me. It wasn't even like, uh, well, maybe I could save it for next month. It was just out of my head. That's who we're going to do. And everyone unanimously agreed. I sent a message out to all the buddies and said, hey, look, change of plans. Let's go with this route. Would you guys be willing? And everyone, 10 out of 10. Yes, 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 absolutely. So, but yes, I, you brought up two of our great buddies. You know, you brought up someone who is usually, he um, unfortunately had another commitment that night, but Chris Heron, my partner in crime. Chris and me, I've done, I've done shows together. We are, we are like this, you know, he is, I can't wait to meet him in person because he, He's, I've only met him virtually and everything, but I know him well enough today that if I were to, if I were, if my life were to be on the line and it was up to him, I would, I would have the utmost confidence that I'm safe, that he, I'm okay. He's a good soul. I love yeah. him. He's a, he's, he, and he's a great magician. Yes. His magic. Yeah. yeah. That's that. He's one example of, of a performer who who's been able to to take what he does, and and, and really make it unique, make it his own, make it different. Yeah, uh, I was reading an article recently. I sadly I forget. It, it was an interview, and I I forget who it was, but I remember the spirit of it. And the spirit of it was a lot of magicians. It was in Vanishing Magazine. I can tell you that much. <laughs> and the they said that a lot of magicians go into competitions trying to be the best magician in the competition, and and. And this magician said, that, well, well, that's the wrong approach because there's a lot of, of world-class magicians out there, but the goal should be to be different because different is memorable. Different is what sets you apart. Different is, is the difference between no one knows your name and all of a sudden you're, you have a multi-million dollar contract. Mm -hmm. Difference is, you know, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, the Smothers Brothers were, were, yes. uh, folk singers way back when and no one knew who they were but they said huh how do we make this different what if we told some jokes and all of a sudden they had their own tv show i'm thinking about willie nelson who i, I just recently learned about his story he was just like a cookie cutter country singer and then one day he just decided to make a few changes and he became willie nelson mm -hmm. he's changing the way that he does it and I, I think about people like the Beatles. I think about Elvis. Look at uh, Elton John. 
Elton, yeah, my my goodness, there, there, there's all these perfect examples of uh, being different, being memorable, being unique, being your own, bringing your inner self out to shine, not trying to be like everyone else, but being yourself. That's yeah. what's going to make a world of difference. Yes. I actually was interviewed in like back in third grade and I still have this quote on my, uh, I still have this quote up there. It's I have the uh, article clipped out. And apparently back then I said, you know, if we were all the same, how would we be able to tell each other apart? I love that. Yeah. <laughs> we're all the same. How can we tell each other apart? Like what's the, what, what can we do? You know, if you and me are the same, how, who's, who's doing the interview here? Who's doing that? You know, I'm reminded of, um, uh, I, I used to watch South Park all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and there was this episode where the Marklars, uh, mm -hmm. and the Marklars would only speak Marklar, 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 Marklar. <laughs> and everyone was named Marklar, and their only words were Marklar. Uh, so it was impossible to tell anyone apart. So you're absolutely right. We, we need to have different, we need to have some way to say, okay, this is you. And other than the fact that I'm me and I'm in your you, we're completely. Yeah. Same, but other than that, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we all, but at the same time, we all need to remember we're humans, you know, we're people, everyone has feelings, everyone has, has goes through something in life. We need to remember that ultimately. That's the ultimate goal of getting through all this political, you know, what, and that whole, you know, in this whole pandemic, too, that we're still people. And that's why I'm so happy you're here, Nick. Thank you. Thank you. I am more than happy that you are here, not only on BuddyCast, but on this earth, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. And you know what? I think it's time now for what I call the ultimate BuddyCast buddy question. Are you oh, ready? I don't, I don't know. I'll see. What is your advice? This is going to be a two-part question for you. First off, what's your advice for anyone who wants to be a magician? Okay. Uh, to my advice if I were forced to give an answer right now on the spot, would be pick one trick, one magical effect that you really, really like, and then give it your all. Perform it every chance you can for as many people as you can. Try different scripts. Try different routines. Uh, maybe it's a, a joke you really like you can put in there. Maybe there's a story you, you really like, or maybe there's music. You want to play, play music in the background and not say anything. Just try it. Start with one magical effect and just look it inside and out. What can it say? What can you say with it? Uh, and just start there. And then after you've exhausted that, keep that, but then move on to another one. And, and, and what you're doing is you're building a repertoire of not just tricks. It's not just collecting a bunch of tricks that you can do a 200 different tricks for, for someone, but just taking one magical experience. Like even if it's just little plastic boxes, what can you say with it? How can you affect someone's life with it? Make it something special and, and, and meaningful. Love it. And now the second one I'm kind of hyped up for. What's your advice for hashtag positivity? How can for positivity on this world, how can we spread more positivity? You know, I, I think we, we've really been talking about this this whole time, I suppose. So I think I'd like to just highlight a couple things. And one of them is 
the idea of seeing your life as a grand adventure, as, as literally a hero's journey. Joseph Campbell talked about this, this idea of, of a hero's journey and seeing our own lives uh, uh, as being that hero in the journey and, and thinking about the heroes in stories that you already like. You know, th think about the things that you admire in those heroes, whether they're true stories or even if they're fictional stories, they, they still point to the truth. I'm thinking of, I, I, I I've I've watched a lot of uh, the TV show Gunsmoke, this this old western. It's the longest running uh, western I think in history. Marshall Matt Dillon, he is like the the archetype of the person. He knows who he is. He knows his place in this world, and he's going to do. He's going to he's going to bring his inner self, regardless of the consequences. He's going to do what's right. Uh, so so seeing seeing those qualities that you like in others that you recognize in yourself. It really bringing those out, seeing your life as an adventure is is, and even if it's just you're walking in a parking lot or you're driving down the road or you're you're shopping at the grocery store, how can you bring those qualities the, that character out, so that regardless of what's going on around you, you know who you are, so that even with even when disappointments come, it doesn't have to destroy you because you know who you are at at your core. This is something that I didn't, I didn't know and didn't embrace. I didn't embrace it because I didn't know it when my friend died. And I, I nearly lost my own life because of it, because I, I went into a very dark place. And I'm so thrilled now that I've embraced this because I've had disappointments now since then. But I have that strong inner core now, that regardless of all the negativity around us. I love that. Love that so much that you just you don't let the pain of the past get you distract you from the hope of the future, you know? Climb for hope. Love it. Love it. On that note, to all my buddies out there, this is my new buddy, Jonas Kane, an official buddy of BuddyCast. Thank you so much for spreading your positivity, your words of wisdom, everything on BuddyCast. This is what the show needed. This is what the show needed. Because that's what a two buddy is, you know. Thank Some you for having me, Nick. It's been a joy. Yes. yes, you can catch Jonas on Buddy Aid Friday, on the Friday the thirteenth. We're gonna make it someone's lucky day. It's an unlucky day, Jonas, but we're gonna make it someone's lucky day. Friday the thirteenth for our buddy Tommy. You can catch Jonas on Buddy Aid, eight p.m. EST. For all my buddies out there, I'm your buddy Nick Sorensen, and like I end every single show, Jonas. Did me one favor today. Go be someone's buddy. Happily. We'll catch you next time here on BuddyCast. Well, the days are going fast. Buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last. Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone past. Buddy, buddy, tune in to BuddyCast. Don't feel like it can make it, buddy. Here on Buddy Cast.